Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. All right, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's uh, Cyber Church. Man alive, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much I believe God is just desiring to download into our hearts. And I'm telling you, open your heart up. And I want to say open your heart up. I don't mean just go, oh, yeah, 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 I want to hear God. I mean, open your heart up in such a way that says, God, I don't care what I have to change my mind about. I don't care what I have to forget. I don't care what I have to leave behind. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. I want to know you. I want to hear you. I want to sense you. I want to follow your direction. You know, there's a book that I wrote called Apocalypse, where it talks about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, this book was written about 10 years ago, give or take a little bit. And I wrote this book to expose the spiritual history of the world. And there has been a consistent thread that has been woven through the entire world from the Garden of Eden until this very day and will be so uh, not only until Jesus comes back, but it will continue all the way through uh, the end of the millennium. Now, the word apocalypse, when you think about apocalypse, you think about, because of what religion has taught us about the second coming of Jesus, you think about the end, the destruction, you think about the wrath of God being poured out all over the world. Well, that's, that's really, really not true. You see, the problem with the world right now is the world, including all of us as believers, we have such a limited view of God that we are not capable of allowing God to be in us and be through us who he is trying to be, who he wants to be, who he would have been all along, and the world could have been a completely, completely different place. I want you to think about this. I don't want you to get condemned about it, but I want you to think about it. The word sin, we have totally misunderstood the whole concept of sin. The primary Greek word, the New Testament, uh, uh, for the, we get the word sin is harmartia. And when we give an interpretation of harmartia, we tend to leave off half of it. We always have. I was, you know, I've been a believer for almost 50 years, and, and uh, I can't ever remember anybody emphasizing anything other than the first half of what that word means. Well, you know, Paul talks about, for all have fallen uh, short of the, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The word harmartia means to fall short of the glory of God or to, to fall short of the prize. And so all we've done to define sin is to say, it's just falling short. In other words, you're not good enough. You're not doing right. You're not being right. But no, 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 no. The whole issue about sin is not just that we do something wrong. It's that because of our beliefs, we do not apprehend and experience the glory of God. Now, the glory of God is the brightness, the greatness, the splendor, the wonder, all of those things. But the glory of God is based on uh, God's version of reality. It is a reality 
that we can experience. It is a quality of life that we can experience. It is something that we can experience that transcends time and space uh, that gives us a peace that's past understanding. In other words, a peace that doesn't even make sense. I want to tell you something. In this month of July, I'm going to be talking to you about understanding the times that I want you to realize that no matter what's going on in the world around you, no matter what's going on in our country, no matter what you face, you can have a peace that does not make sense. I mean, it's just beyond explaining. It's just beyond understanding. It's just a quality that has to be experienced. And so sin is when we minimize God. We, 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 we reduce God down to who we believe he is rather than say, no, 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 this is, he is the creator God. He is the God who is, who was, who always will be. He is a God that never changes. He is a God who has revealed himself by his names and none of his names are bad. He is the God who revealed himself through the life, the ministry, the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ who never hurt a soul. Yes, confronted people? Yes. Challenge people about their sins? Yes. Challenge people about hurting other people? Yes. But never, never, never turned anybody away. He is the God who glorified himself when he raised Jesus from the dead, conquering death, hell, and the grave, and, and, and really uh, paying the price that, that we should have to pay for all of our misdeeds and sin and transgressions and rebellions and all that kind of stuff. Now, <clears throat> We've minimized God, therefore we have minimized the quality of life on planet Earth. Now, many people think that we are racing to a time of the judgment of God. I can remember when I was in a denominational church, a good church, good people, but I can remember being taught that the tribulation was the end and that Jesus was going to come. And when Jesus came back, uh, everybody was either going to go to heaven or hell and, and, and that, uh, you know, that there was going to be a pre-trib rapture. And at that point in time, you either, you either went to he heaven to be with Jesus or the only way you could get saved after that is being, having your head cut off for the Lord. And it, and, and it was brutal. And I got to tell you, that was not something that inspired people to pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. That was not something that inspired people to so say, I want Jesus to come back today. I'll tell you what it did inspire people. No, 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 no. I don't want my kids and grandkids go through this. I'm not ready for this. But I want you to understand something. That is, a, that is a total misrepresentation of what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. When Jesus comes back, we're going to have a revelation of who he really is. We're going to see him finally as he is, the way he was in his ministry, the way he was in his teaching, the way he was in how he treated people, the way he was in his death, bell, and resurrection. We're going to have a revelation of who he is, and it's going to be that revelation, according to the book of Third John, that's going to transform us into being as he is. Now, I'm going to talk to you this week specifically about reading the signs. This is so incredibly important. Now, let me let me say this. If you know, if you if you really want to go deep in this, if you really want to understand what's happening in the world, uh, you can you can go to impactministries.com. You can you can get my book, The Apocalypse. You can get my series, The Apocalypse. I've got all kinds of incredible. Uh, tools and resources that take you as deep in this as you want to go, and it will not leave you in fear. It will not leave you, you know, uh, uh, scared to death of the Antichrist. Uh, but I'll tell you what it will do. It will give you the tools that you need to be prepared to be an overcomer no matter what comes on the earth in your lifetime or in the lifetime of your children or your 
children's children. Now, actually, everybody in America knows that our country and the world is in a horrible state. It's on fire. We're seeing things that have happened all over the world at different times, but we've never seen these things happen, number one, all over the world at the same time. And number two, we have never seen the world uh, uh, have a state of power, a state of control over the entire world's population like we have now and like we'll be rolling down the pike in just, just probably a few months. Uh, so the evil, the, the, the pain that's coming into the world right now, which is not coming from God. Remember, the Bible teaches us that the, tribula the tribulation is not the tribulation of God, it's the tribulation of the Antichrist. It's the tribulation. Uh, yes, there is an individual Antichrist. We're not going to talk about him here in, in this series. Well, I might, I'll bring him up some. There is an individual Antichrist, but there is an Antichrist spirit that opposes all this God, that opposes uh, uh, morality and ethics and all the, all the things and standards that God teaches. It opposes those and has introduced and replaced them with something else. Uh, <clears throat> right now, the world is controlled by elitist multi-billionaires that want to take absolute control of the world and the world's resources. And there's never been a time when it was actually possible like it is right now. Now, it doesn't really take a unique gift to see what's going on in the world around us. It doesn't take a, a unique gift to look at riots where innocent people are being murdered, beaten down, uh, uh, people's homes, people's businesses are being burned. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what that is. But I'll tell you what, it does take something really unique to look at this and really understand what's driving it. Now, in the Bible, King David, you know, one of the most really influential, powerful kings uh, uh, really ever in Israel. King David was so incredibly successful. And you know, the, th the thing I love about King David's success was this. Um, King David was a man with problems. And uh, you know what? It gives me hope because I can look at my life and my failures and say, you know something? I can still keep my heart regard when I fail and come to my senses. I can get up. I can deal with my issues. I can, I can, I can, you know, I can throw myself wholeheartedly on God just like David did. Man, that, that gives me such incredible hope. But uh, the Bible kind of outlines um, the people from the different tribes of Israel that made up David's uh, army that made up his military leadership that made up his, his uh, governmental officials. And, and it talks about some of the strengths and qualities of these people that caused David to be so incredibly successful. And in the book of first Chronicles, the 12th chapter, the third, second verse, among these group of people that made David so effective and so successful was the sons of Issachar. And the Bible says, listen to this, it says, the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Now, man, I am telling you what's the truth. That is what we need right now. Everybody, including me, we need to be able and willing to lay down our opinions of what we're seeing and, 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 and seek God to get his understanding of what's happening. 
because if we do not understand what's truly happening, then we will not understand what to do. We will put together a, a strategy. It may even be based on scripture and it will blow up. It will fail. You say, no, no, if it's the word of God, it can't fail. Uh, let me tell you something. Mm, the word of God in a heart of faith is not going to fail, but I can tell you this. Uh, it's not a heart of faith where it says, this is the way it has to be. This is the only way I will believe it. I am not open to God changing this. Really, I'm, I'm not believing this because I trust God. I'm believing this because I'm afraid of, of facing the possibility of anything else. Now, uh, in the Bible, in the Hebrew alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet is a, it, 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 every letter has its own individual definition. And it tells a story with a progression that starts with the intention and the desire for man to harmonize with God and establish the kingdom of God here on earth. And then every letter through the entire Hebrew alphabet is the journey of how we walk that out, and then we reach the very last letter, the Tao, which is the truth. Now, truth is not just information that is correct. Truth goes beyond that. Truth is information that is based on the, 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 the desire to harmonize with God, based on the desire for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, and so there, there's this whole journey that we make. Now, in the Hebrew letters, there is the letter Mem. The letter Mem is where we get the M sound. Now, remember that the Hebrew letters, before they were, before they were reshaped, um, uh, and and they, they were reshaped because they were pictures, like almost all ancient uh, uh, writings were. They were basically pictures that uh, uh, the meanings would have been lost. And so the scribes, uh, when they were in Babylon, actually created an alphabet because they wanted more of the Hebrew people to be able to read the Hebrew Bible. So they created an alphabet. And so, so shapes that we would call letters replaced pictures. Now the mem has, has a lot of different meaning, but you know, the top of the M, the M, it looks like the wa the waves uh, on top of a lake or, or on top of the ocean. And the mem represents water. Now, Water has the characteristic of being mysterious. And, and you know, I, uh, many of you know that uh, a lot of my work has been in, uh, has been in uh, human behavior. And the, one of the things you do in human behavior, you identify certain um, types, if you will. And it's not a judgment of people's character. I, I, you know, I do not use any of these programs that pigeonhole people and try to identify people's character and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what I use are programs that identify the way people like to communicate that kind of identify uh, the way people respond to certain situations, not why they respond, but the way they tend to respond. Well, you know, the, the mysterious person, the water type, man, this is a person, it is hard to ever know what's really going on with this person. And, uh, you know, you may know them, you may know them well, you may have a relationship with them, but you, at the end of, at the end of a lifetime together, you might look at your spouse or your friend or your child to say, you know what, I never really understood you. Well, that's very often going to be that water type. Now, when looking at the water, we can look at the surface of the water and we can see 
what's going on on the surface. We can see the waves. We can see things bubbling around. We can see all kinds of things happening. But this is very uh, deceiving because uh, seeing what's happening on the surface of the water does not tell you what's going on beneath the water. And so one of the interesting characteristics uh, of the water, as well as the mem, which is, which is representing communication with God, which we'll talk about in just a moment, is that you can't get this theoretically. You can't get this by reading a book. You can't just get this uh, in an in a intellectual application. It requires getting personally involved. You have to jump in the water. You got to go beneath the surface. And this is the only way you're going to understand what's really going on. Well, the mem has two types. It's what they call an open mem, which kind of looks like a triangle with a little corner missing. And the open mem represents the revealed knowledge of God, which is what we call the Bible. And the revealed knowledge of God is where, is where God basically says, I'm giving you everything you need. Everything you ever going to need to know is going to be in the instructions that I am going to provide for you in this written form so that, so that no matter you know, what kind of prayer life you've got, no matter uh, how much you struggle, no matter how many times you fall and get up, you, you can at least understand who God is. You can understand certain truths about God. Now, here's the thing. That is not wisdom. That is just knowledge. And, you know, we can embrace that knowledge. We can embrace it as being from God. It can, it can really give us an edge above other people. You know, if, if, you know people have criticized the Jews for uh, centuries because when the Jews go into a community, they always prosper. Now, the thing is, that doesn't mean that they're, that they're particularly spiritually minded, but it does mean that they oftentimes take spiritual principles and put them into practice because they, they, they look for practical application of God's word in, in, in real life. And, uh, you know, Christians are not very practical. Christians have more of a tendency, okay, I see this in the Bible. I need, I, you know, I, I want some formula for making this magically happen in my life. Well, that's really not the way God works. Everything God's going to do in you, through you, for you, he's going to do uh, through your own heart or through the heart of people that are, that are involved with you, which means it takes cooperation. Now, if we most of us want God to tell us, God, tell me what to do. If God has said in the Bible a certain way to handle something and you are not willing to handle it that way, then there is no reason in the world to think that you're going to experience the second mem, which is the hidden knowledge. So the first mem is the revealed knowledge. And the second mem, again, is a triangle, but this time it doesn't have that corner open. In other words, it's not open. It's not pouring out uh, on the face of the earth to men. Now, hidden knowledge is not where God tells you something that's not in the Bible. It's not where God necessarily tries to work out your doctrine. Hidden knowledge is where God opens your eyes to the, to the word, the written word that you have committed yourself to, that you have chosen to believe. He opens your eyes to it, and he shows you how to put it into practice in your circumstance, in your situation. Now, you know, when we think of wisdom as Westerners, we think of great depth of knowledge and we think of mysteries and all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you, there's some preachers I've watched over the years that capitalize on ministry and they're, they're you know, as far as I'm concerned, the dumbest people I've ever, I've ever, I've ever talked to, or and some of them, most of them I have talked to, some of them I haven't. But, uh, 
wisdom is not how much you know. Wisdom is not about getting these secret insights into the doctrine and the word of God. Wisdom is about the application of the word of God. Wisdom always goes to application. And really the ancient Hebrews kind of made it really, really clear. When you're reading the Bible, you're studying the Bible, your ultimate goal, even Jesus said this, your ultimate goal has to be, how are you going to put this in practice? What is this going to look like in your life? Not in a legalistic way, but how do I walk this out? I'm going to tell you that's what we need in these times that we live in. Now, uh, in Matthew, the 16th chapter, the Pharisees and Sadducees were always there trying to mess Jesus up. And so, you know, they were there asking him for a sign. And he said something in verse two, so incredible. He said, which, when it's eve, evening, you say it will be fair weather tomorrow for the sky is red. And in the morning, if it will be foul weather today if the sky is red and threatening. He says, you hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the times. Now, listen to me. We look at the world around us. And we, anybody can look at it and say, oh, this is bad. This, this, is, this is bad. But the person who does not understand the times and who, then that person can never really understand exactly what to do in that situation. And I'm just telling you, we're going to need God to know exactly what to do. You know, if you look at Facebook, of course, that's where you find all great theologians today is on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being a little sarcastic. But, uh, man, you can get a crazy range of explanations for what's going on in the world today. You know, again, there are people that think God is doing this as judgment. Now, I, I got news for you. The Bible tells us there's going to be a great falling away as the world becomes more and more lawless. It, it says, it says that uh, because iniquity abounds and iniquity is lawlessness, the rejection, not only of God's law, but even of civil law. And, and it says that this is going to result in uh, number one, people's hearts failing them because of fear. I tell you, when there is no absolute standard of morals and values and absolutes, I got news for you. There, there can be no certainty of life. There can be no certainty of peace. There can be no certainty of the future. The chaos will overwhelm people, and, and men's hearts will fail them. Some of that will be on a physical level of people's hearts failing them. Some of this will be on a spiritual level. Uh, because remember, your heart is the seat, the real you. It's where love comes from. It's where, it's where you uh, connect with God. It's where you have faith. It's where you bond in relationships. And I'm telling you, what's going to happen is that people are, are, are going to lose their capacity to have relationships, to have love, to have trust. And, and actually, the scripture even says that love will grow cold because of the iniquity that's going on in the world, the lawlessness that is going on in the world at these times. And so th this is going to be a time of incredible, incredible upheaval and rest, unrest, torment, uh, fear, uh, trepidation. But, but I'm going to tell you something, and we'll, we'll go into this. We've got five sessions in July. G one of the things Jesus says, fear not. Now, so on the one end, you got people telling you this is God doing this. If this is God doing this, you're going to be filled with fear. 
If this is God doing this, you have no hope. If this is God, you're going to blame God when, when your children, grandchildren, your spouse, other people, when they're harmed, when people, when you or people you love lose your possessions, lose your, your home, lose your health, all, all these kinds of things, you're going to blame God. I got news for you. Uh, you can't be an overcomer. Uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, when you're blaming God for what's happening, the great falling away that's going to come at uh, during these next few years that are ahead of us is going to be greatly based on people who blame God for what's happening in the world. Uh, we want to see who Jesus really is in these situations, and we want to. Uh, fear not. We want to go into these situations. Okay, this is bad, but I am not going to go into fear. But so on the other hand, you got people on the one hand, they're, they're saying this is God doing this. You got people on the other hand saying this is the devil doing this. Well, indirectly, it is the devil. Uh, but the real truth is, it's not. the devil doesn't do things in the supernatural way that we think that he does. He does things through greedy people who harmonize with his values, who harmonize with, with his wickedness. And so, and so wicked people do wicked things because they reject God. So you got, you know, you got that. Um, then you got people just, and I understand that they're trying to be positive. They're just like, look, just trust God. You know, Jesus is Lord and, and you know, he's going to be Lord when all this is over. Well, that's true. And that's sweet, but you know what? That's not a solution. That, that, doesn't that doesn't help you understand what's really going on in the world. It doesn't help you know specifically what you should do about it. You know, when, um, when Barack Obama was elected president, you know, I, I, I put out several uh, messages on Facebook. I, I put out sermons about this. I said, look, uh, you know, Jesus is still Lord. Jesus is still uh, uh, able to lead us and guide us. You know, don't throw away your faith just because somebody you don't trust got elected. Now, many of you may have trusted him. I'm not saying, all I'm saying is what I'm saying. And, um, but also keep in mind, I put that kind of information out after he was elected. Well, I don't think that we need to be saying to anybody, don't worry, God's in control. God's not in control. Human beings are in control. God gave authority to planet Earth to us. We are in a country that still allows us to vote. We are in a country that still allows us to be involved some degree in the decision-making process of governance. And I'm telling you, don't give up that right. This, this is not the time to be telling everybody everything is going to be all right because everything's not going to be all right. Everything's not all right. And what we have seen is just the beginning of really what is going to come uh, in the future, you know, and, and again, I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but just before the fall of both Israel and, Ju and Judah, there were people saying, don't worry, God's going to get us through this. Well, you know, God getting you through something uh, doesn't mean you don't face it. doesn't mean you don't go through hard times. It doesn't mean that you don't face challenges. I know God can get us through stuff if we trust him and follow him with a heart. But the question is, do I really understand what's going on? Do I really know? what to do. I'll tell you something. I, I want to help you month of July, not scare you, not give you a bunch of negative stuff that you are. You can look around and see for yourself, not give you a bunch of hype that just smooths things over and everything's going to be all right. No, I, I want to help you learn how to connect with God in your heart and not be shaken by all of these things that are going on around you. Because whether people, whether it happens right away, whether it's imminent, whether it's going to be, you know, in the next few months, here's something you need to know. And if you've read the Bible, you know this.
all the nations in the world are going to fall. The economy of the entire world is going to collapse. The Antichrist is going to rise, and he's going to launch a worldwide persecution, uh, killing Christians and everybody that he can. But in the midst of that, there will be overcomers. Anybody that says that's not going to happen either doesn't know the Bible, doesn't believe the Bible, or they're just scared out of their wits and don't want to admit it. And this is the time where people want to bury their heads in the sand and pretend like, I love God, nothing bad is going to happen. Well, I got news for you. Bad stuff's happening all over the world, been happening all over the world. And uh, we have got to understand what's happening in our country and the world, and only when we understand the times can we really hear and recognize what God is saying to us about what we're going to do next. So we look at the signs, and, we, and, and when we read the signs, we don't have to interpret all the signs. We just have to say this is the kind of stuff Jesus said would happen and leave it to the end. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.